Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Madden Voice. 
going on, fellas? How we doing? K-Star. What's sounding up? a little corporate there, K-Star. It What's does. Man, I, I just kind of had, just got raped this weekend, man, on football on, on Sunday. And uh you got, you know, a stick in my ass right now, so that's why I'm sounding corporate. So, you know, <laughs> Sunday was, well, it was not kind of me either, so. Hey, hey, this is a this is a family show. This is a family show. Just tell folks that you're not gonna bother the man in the satellite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is family show. Uh, anyway, um I'm we're live. Got Brother Jay, the voice of reason next to me, and uh we've got K Star, we've got Doctor Train, and a quick shout out to to Mama Mama Floyd. I know you're out there listening, Mom. We love you and uh you know, just uh nice to know that you're out there listening. We appreciate it. We do, and we'll we'll try to behave ourselves. Although, but no promises. No promises. No no promises. But we'll try to behave ourselves. Um, I'll try better. I'll try to do better. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But K Star, I just have one thing I want I want to say to you before we get started. How about Tim Cowboy? I really all out. Oh, wow. It's really, yes, you know. Hey, I haven't been able to play that in two months. Okay. Yeah, no, you haven't. That's true. Back off me. I haven't been able to play that in two months. Give me my moment. Give me my moment. Because we've got Cam coming to town this weekend. This week. Uh, the weekend. Nothing in two days. So. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Cam. <laughs> so, yeah. I knew that was coming, and I knew I needed to drink more for that one. Well, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's start off. This, you know, one of the most intriguing kind of games and situations right now is certainly what's going on in Denver with Peyton Manning and, and uh, uh, Brock Osweiler. Um, but let's talk about the game, Dr. Train, because um, your, your Bears fought. I mean, um, you know, your, bear, your Bears fought. Now, you know, talk to us about – I'll be honest, I didn't see the game. I caught the highlights. I did not see the game. Okay. But um, I, I, I do know that it looked – I got the impression – that Cutler may have digressed a bit, that the progress we had been seeing over the last few weeks um, was not quite the same. But I don't know if it was Cutler or was it the Broncos' defense. So give us your assessment of your Bears' performance in that loss to Denver this weekend. Well, definitely Cutler did not did not have his – he didn't have his best game. Um, I, I will give a, a, a lot of the credit to the defense because the uh, Broncos' defense, they didn't let uh, – they didn't let Chicago run the ball much. Like it was, it was hard to get any run room. You know, we get two, three yards here, but could, you know, never really broke out for a gain of more than five yards. It seemed. I mean, they did, they did a pretty good job of uh, of uh, stopping us on the run. So Color was forced to to pass quite a bit, and with, I mean, with his top three targets gone, I mean, he, he played in that situation. Four, but not against a defense like that. So now you're missing Alshon, Eddie, and and Kevin White, and and you playing one, and you playing like the top one of the top five defenses in the league. So it just made it that much harder on the day. But it was still a very winnable game, very winnable game. Um, a uh, uh, a lot of a lot of the Broncos' offensive success really came from the way they ran the ball. Um, they made it. You know, took that took a lot of pressure off uh, off Oswald, and he, he played a solid. He played what I would consider a solid game. He didn't make any mistakes that cost him to lose the game, um, and 
know, he made the plays here and there when he when he needed to make make the plays. But it was the, the Bears' inability to, to to stop the run. I mean, they gained like 170 yards between Hillman and uh and CJ. So their inability to stop the run really really you know hurt us as far as getting them off the field. But it is what it is. They had they had more than uh, they had more than enough chances to win that. More than enough. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did did and and you know, K Star can jump in on this one too. I don't know if he saw the game or not. I, I honestly I didn't see it, but did Brock play better than expected? I mean, is this is this what someone talked with Jay, you're right here. You can jump in. I I just try to understand is there truly a quarterback controversy in Denver or is, is it Peyton's job once he gets medically cleared? I know he's going to see a specialist and all of this. Okay. So is it his job, or do we have – is this – are they phasing him out, kind of like what Indy did? Somebody talk to me. I honestly don't know this one. No, I can stop it right I now don't. and, and, and explain okay. uh, real quick. I don't see that there's a controversy just yet. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Fame quarterback who's not only a Hall of Fame quarterback to be, but also a Super Bowl champion. And he's going. They're going to try and tape him up as best they can for a final run, and I really believe that to be the case. I think with what we saw from Osweiler this past Sunday, I think you saw someone that have, was efficient with the football. And the biggest thing is he didn't make any mistakes. Now, is he the heir apparent? That's another discussion. I think we still need a bigger sample size. He shows that he has the ability to work within his offense. But to say that we have a quarterback controversy right now. I would have to disagree. I think with this game in particular, they were able to run the ball, they being the Broncos. That's the one thing they had been missing for the past few weeks. Hillman was yeah, only two absolutely. yards. Hillman was 59 yards himself. I think that's what was needed from the Bears' side, but they weren't able to get that kind of production. So with Osweiler, with them being efficient, not turning the ball over, and then having, having to have a capable running game behind them really made him shine in, in this uh this particular game. Moving forward, if Peyton can the same type of production from the, the running game, I think he'll find success too, even though he won't be the, the Peyton that we're accustomed to seeing. And okay. just even yeah, more specific, see, his, his touchdown scoring drive, it was the first drive of the game, and then it was a drive in the fourth quarter. All the time in between there, it was, it was Denver's run game chipping here and there, and they managed to get, you know, they managed to get one one field goal because the score was two touchdowns and a field goal, and that came like real sparse throughout the game. So it wasn't like you had a quarterback that was that was slinging all over the field and just making these great plays. It, it definitely wouldn't be a controversy. Once if Peyton Manning, once he gets healthy, oh, it's his. At least for this season. At least for this season. Okay. K-Star, you're in Indianapolis. You you always seem to have the inside scoop on Peyton Manning, mainly because of all his years there. What are your thoughts on this situation with Peyton and Brock? He's going to lose his job to Brock Osweiler because Peyton Manning isn't Peyton Manning anymore. <laughs> and I've been saying this. He, 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 uh, a couple weeks ago, he had his one. It's over. It really is. And this should be over for a number of reasons. The Broncos' offense actually looked functional for the first time in a while. I mean, Peyton Manning this season has played one good game. And we saw this, you know, even before the Kubiak stuff came in, towards the end of last year, right around this time when the decline 
set in, and it happened. It coincided with an injury. And as he gets older, he's more prone to injury, and here he is, injured and being terrible again. So, if Brock Osweiler continues to play well, and I imagine he will, at least well enough, um, then I'll see how or why Peyton will get his job back. I mean, they need more than well enough to win a Super Bowl. They need more than well enough. They don't need no, not really though. They they just need like yeah, they decent do. quarterback play. No, they don't. They, their defense is awesome. You saw it yourself. They're breathing down Cutler's neck like they were like behind him about to you know. And we almost and we almost won the game with a depleted wide receiving core. So that's what I'm trying yeah. to explain to you. Chicago was actually able to move the ball against them even through the air. And now you're talking about playoff football, and you want to replace Osweiler with Peyton Manning? Come on, Case. No, no, no. no I don't want to put Peyton Manning back in there. Apparently, y'all do, but I don't know why. Because he hasn't well, been well, absolutely. We're talking, about, we're talking about playoff football. We're not we're not talking about regular season. We're not talking about practice. We're talking about playoff football. So, so I never associate Peyton Manning to be good anyway with playoff football. Uh, playoffs? Really, don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Yeah. Playoffs. Don't call playoffs to me and Peyton Manning in the same sentence because they, they, that's not a positive correlation in the relationship that they have together, first of all. Um, but, but really, though, this is a team that wants well, to run the me, ball. I mean, we, we see it. Look, let me say this. I, I hear what you're saying, K-Star, but you've you got to make the playoffs to then either play well or play poorly in the playoffs. He is a Super Bowl champion. Um, you know, if you're saying I would put my money on an unproven, untested, Brock Osweiler over Peyton Manning. I, I don't get that logic unless you're just bitter because we won't let Ben Roethlisberger in the four horsemen and we're keeping Peyton Manning there. I think that's what this is. I think you're bitter. No, he shouldn't. Be, he shouldn't be in the four. He shouldn't be in a four horseman because this man is not a. He he's he's playing without a horse. Like he's a jockey without a horse. Like he just doesn't have it. See? See? Now I will say. I will say, but but I'm right. The bitter. It's okay, Case Talk. It's okay. You know, but lay down, lay down on the couch and bear your soul. It's okay. Um, I will say this. I'm going to reserve opinion until next week because Denver and New, where are they playing at? Jay? Jay's my statistician tonight. They're playing at Mile High. Okay. So Brock got his second start. He's home, and he's got the juggernaut coming to town. Let's see. I'm not even saying they got to win, necessarily. Let's see how he plays. Right. Let's see how he plays. Let's see how competitive this game is. And it's going to be interesting, too. Right. Because all, all Belichick has is basically this whole this one game from Osweiler to look at. There's some preseason games, but nobody really plays, pays any attention to preseason. It's actual regular season, and if you're lucky, postseason. Yeah. So anything that, that Belichick is going to find, he's going to use his advantage. And unfortunately, on Osweiler, he doesn't have a lot of tape to go by. So it's going to be interesting to see how Belichick game plan against a player that he's not accustomed to seeing. And we don't know Amendola's health at this point. MRI slated for tomorrow or and sometime today. Somebody else went down. Who was the other person that went down for New England? There were two injuries in that game. I sure and, was. Amendola uh, and somebody else. Yeah. Other receivers there. Um, uh, Dobson. Not LaFell. Dobson. Dobson. Robson. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what comes about with those two players because James White looked pretty solid yesterday. James White looked pretty he looked pretty strong from the backfield and from being a receiver. Yep. So, next man up, but losing Amendola when you've already lost Edelman, that's going to be a tough blow. Yeah. And then losing Dotson off. Amendola can ball. We had him in Dallas. Dallas. 
Yeah. But he gets injured. That's his that's his whole thing. He gets injured. He can ball, but he gets injured. If people saying he's not he's not Edelman, well, no, actually he could play on that level if he stayed healthy. Yeah, he, ain't, field, he ain't never had a 16-game season. And Stanley Stillman. Nah, he ain't going to have one this year. Doesn't look good. And it was a non-contact injury, which scares which me Which really also. scary, yeah. Because anytime you see a player's yeah. knee buckle a little bit yeah. when it stops, you start thinking about ACL. Yeah. That's the first thing that comes to yeah. mind. The next thing that comes to mind when you see a knee buckle like that, MCL. Non-contact, perhaps a meniscus tear. Not speculating, but I'm just saying this is why they do MRI. Wow. Why after you have that injury? Freak. Be very interesting to see what the results are. The sooner the better. So I, I, I will reserve. I agree. Actually, I agree with both of you right now, which is which is really weird um, position to be in because I think right now I did I did catch the highlights. I didn't see the whole game. It did look like that offense was performing a little more better smoothly mm-hmm. under Brock. But and I don't want to disrespect the Bears because I picked y'all to win the game. Oh, uh, you funny dude. Um, but, but it I don't look like they do What's that? Okay. No, I was just going to say, I, I don't think it was necessarily that they performed under Brock. I think they were just able to run the ball well against Chicago. And you I don't think, think that they can do with Brock Osweiler? No, I don't think they had absolutely anything to do with Brock Osweiler. They were able to run the ball against the Bears defense. It's no different than any other defense stepping out there. If you're able to run the ball against someone else's defense, no matter who you have at quarterback, you're going to have a better successful play. So The Bears were unable to put additional pressure on him by keeping him in third and long situations. He had had several third and short situations to work with. Yeah, because they were able to run the ball. And and, and even still, they only put up 17 points. If you watch the game, the points were sparse. Seven yeah, at the they beginning. They, don't need they had another three before halftime, and then they had another seven uh, somewhere in the, uh, I think, the late third quarter, beginning of the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they still ran the a ball very winnable 40, game for Chicago, who was more depleted. If you're successful to running the ball, then that's what you're going to do. I'm Regardless of who's at quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But part of the reason why they're successful has a lot to do with Osweiler because here's the thing. With Kubiak and what they do uh, – let me explain it. With Kubiak and what they like to do is they like those naked bootlegs, they like those play-action passes where they fake right, go left. They don't have to commit and worry about uh, doing that with Peyton Manning. They can just crash on the runner because they know when they run those stretch, stretch play-actions, uh, it's either going to be uh, the guy who gets the ball, the running back, or Payton's going to throw the ball. They don't have to worry about uh, that rollout to the left. I mean, that's the patent QBX system. But with what Brock Osweiler, you do, because he's actually an athletic guy that can move around, and he's a guy in which the defensive end can't just sit and go after the running back. He has to play contain. Bro, when you line up and run a ball, regardless of who's at quarterback and you're successful, you're successful. I don't give a damn who's back there snapping it. When you're able to run the right. ball, you're just able to run the ball. So if you if you watch the game, which I don't think you did, uh, bro, part of you could just tell like, that they were able just able to run the ball. That's all it was. That had shit to do with Brock. All right, bro. Honestly speaking, you're both right. Again, um, it, 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 it could be either or. I will defer to Train on this one because he saw the game. 
But KSAR makes valid points. I know in Dallas we've had situations where we couldn't run the ball, and a lot of it had to do with Nomo not being a starter and the defense not respecting uh, Dez was out, you know, Romo's out, defense could pack nine in the, in the box, and we couldn't run the ball. You put Romo and Dez on the field, next thing you know, you know, they can't put eight in the box because you're leaving, you're leaving Dez one-on-one, you're leaving Terrence Williams one-on-one. We saw what happened on Sunday. You got to spread it out, and now McFadden runs for 129 yards on a pretty stout Miami defense. So K-Star makes valid points. However, I didn't see the game. So if Train is saying, hey, my defense just didn't do the job, it really wasn't their scheme, then I'm, I'm going I'm to listen to him because, you know, he knows his scheme. He knows his scheme. And, um, but I think the litmus test is going to come on uh, – when is that game, Jay? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday night? Is it uh, Sunday night? Game. Why they got that game 425? They're going to flex that. Uh, uh, I wish it was a Sunday night it's game. It's 830. Okay. 830. Okay, I'll buy it. Uh, it, is, it is a Sunday game? The Sunday night game? Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night. Oh, good. Bottom, I think line, it is good. bottom line with this, you have to run the football. I just looked at the box scores because – uh, one person told me a long, long, long time ago, figures don't lie, lies don't figure. There you go. And I'm looking at the box scores, and I see a 33 to 27-minute advantage for the Broncos. And that's attributed to running the football. It's also attributed to not turning the ball over. And when you look at what happened with the Bears, they, they lost the fumble. That's, and you're down six minutes in time of possession, meaning that you have to be on the field a lot longer than what you want. So you take those two items together, combine that with the team that's running the ball on you. And and I have to side with, with train on this a bit. It doesn't matter what you're doing on the center. If you can run the ball and not make mistakes, you're putting yourself in a good position to win. And that's exactly what the Broncos did on the road. And yet still, the Bears had a chance to win that game. With all that good stuff that yeah. Bronco was doing, the Bears still had a chance to win the game. With no running game, no Alshon Jeffrey, no Forte, still almost had a chance to win. If they won that game, and so, I'm not sure we would be having the same conversation. And K Star, I don't, you know, I understand you, you, you giving credit to Brock Osweiler's mobility. That does make a difference at QB. But I'm telling you, when you actually sit and watch this particular game, there wasn't a whole lot of rolling Osweiler out on bootleg. They were just able to run the ball. And when they ran some play-action plays, which is what Kubiak did when he had Matt Schaub as as his quarterback down in Houston and and how they had that offense, that's exactly what I thought. But they were just yeah, able yeah. to run the ball really well. Okay. And it's, there's nothing you can do when a well, team is just able to run the ball. You're well, kind of on your heels yeah. at almost every snap. One thing I do want to point out, though, is with, with all that said, Peyton Manning leads the league in interceptions. And I'm not yeah. sure if – I'm not sure if uh, he's there. If you know those turnovers do occur, that maybe Denver even wins that game. So you know, part of part of the reason what I'm saying though as well is that the reason why Denver is able to run the ball more successfully is because if they keep those turnovers low, it will allow them to have control over the game. Whereas the, the rate in which they were turning the ball over the previous like five or six games, they weren't able to really do that. But once again, you don't put a handcuff on on a Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning's in the game, the, all, the whole offense is wide open. You put hands yeah, up on Brock, on Brock Osweiler. Peyton Manning, yeah, they need, you, you let it. They need, yeah, go ahead. They, they need to handcuff Peyton Manning to the bench. Yeah, I don't. I, I, Peyton, I, with, with all due respect, Peyton Manning is 7-2 as a starter this year. There's a handful of quarterbacks that can say that. 
So you can talk about 17 interceptions. You can talk about the plantar fasciitis injury. You can talk about a lot of things. But, you know, 7-2 and two as the starting quarterback of that team. And as a Cowboy fan, we already know what Man. happens when you have a quarterback, a subpar quarterback, trying to lead a franchise. 0-7 with two backups. I'll take 7-2 with a hampered quarterback any day. Stop being so – that was your quarterback almost, man. That's your town. You just sitting over there singing the praises of Peyton Manning. You just want Ben in the four horsemen. Just admit it. Just come right out and admit it. He's a, he is a four horseman. Yeah. No, 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 no. I named yeah, him. No, I named him. I don't, I don't know. I don't name him. <laughs> four, four votes for four horsemen. Ben ain't there yet. Um, But speaking oh. of four horsemen – and MVPs, I have a, I have an off-the-cuff question for the four of us. And I'm going to start right here with the guy sitting next to me, the voice of reason, JB. And, by the way, anybody out there listening, you know, you can always call in 347-838-9525, 347-838-9524. Catch us on Twitter, and that would be at the Madden Voice on Twitter. And, you know, I've got a lot of new Twitter followers over the last week, so I want to, if you guys are listening to the show, thank you. Um, very, very nice to see new faces and retreating of my tweets and, and a lot of good stuff on Twitter. So thank you if you're out there. Um, and, and if you're out there on Twitter, check us out on Facebook. It's real simple, facebook.com backslash The Madden Voice. But let me ask JB, and then we'll go to our, our, our other host. If you had to pick an MVP right now, you know, we're talking about, you know, well, I guess not Peyton, but we're talking Peyton and Brock. We're talking – well, Brady and stuff, you know. And then, of course, I bring this up partially because Cam's coming to town, a lot of conversations. Um, it's, it's one of the bigger debates on who would be the MVP. JB, who's your MVP right now? Well, that's a good question. And um, I, I can tell you right now, it, my top two chances would be at, at uh, Tom Brady, Cam Newton. So I would have to decide between the two of those. But that being said, who you look at most valuable player? Who brings the most to the table with what they have to work with? And expectations in New England are always high. They're always high. And you always want to side with Tom Brady. But this year, right now, I think I'm going to say Cam Newton. Right. I, I think I'm going to have to say Cam Newton. He, he has played out of his mind for these 10 games. He's led a team to 10 victories versus no defeats, which he's already surpassed the amount of wins he had in his prior season. And he's working with less talent on the field. He is combining his raw, sheer ability with the ability to now read defenses appropriately and make the right read and right decision when he needs to, a la Tom Brady. Not putting him in that category just yet, but he's starting to make reads like a Tom Brady. So given the talent around him and given what he's had to work with, I would put him there. Tom would be a very close second because he's had a rash of injuries on the offensive side, offensive line has been just obliterated with injuries. Players on, on the receiving court have gone down with injuries, yet he's still winning day in and day out. But people now have expected the Patriots to work that way. People don't expect that from Cam. And he's been able to prove himself a, a worthy MVP candidate. So right now I would have to give it to him. Okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Train, who would be your MVP? And you don't have to limit it to Brady or, or – Newton, you can go, you know, but who would your MVP be? <laughs> Man, uh, well, true enough, you don't have to limit, but <laughs> I'm just going to roll with Cam Newton. But everything Jake said, 
But just to even go a little bit deeper than what Jay said, he said something about, you know, New England's offensive line. They, you know, they, you know, they were saying New England has had, like, I think 20 different offensives, 20-something different offensive lines, uh, different starting offensive lines throughout this season so far. Well, Carolina is second. It's <laughs> like 17. So given that, you know, that, that Camp Newton's, you know, successes this year is unexpected and that, uh, according to K-Star, he's a future Hall of Famer, um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Cam. <laughs> okay. I just like the way you play it, man. Two votes for Cam. Uh, Pesar? I, I, I don't even know why I'm asking Pesar. But go ahead, Pesar. I'm shining. I am shining that bust. I'm doing it. Shining that Hall of Fame bust, baby. Yes, we can. Yes. Yes, we can. In all seriousness, it. Um, I, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said Brady. And I would say Cam's kind of like a distant second, but honestly, he, he like just went, has been going wild, like insane, um, these past few weeks. And I think he's closed the gap. Um, he's actually has more touchdowns in the year when you combine his rushing totals than Tom does, which you know we actually Brady. Five. No, he has twenty six. Looks like Tom has twenty five, unless I've gone dyslexic. Possible. Tom Brady has two rushing. Actually, Tom Brady has two rushing touchdowns, so he's actually still up. Oh yeah, I didn't even look at Tom's Russian. You know, that's that's just me being, well, you know, white man can't run. But um, all right, he's running well, two, run the ball too, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. he's 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 really actually really good on those QB sneaks. He's really good on the QB sneaks. I almost forgot. Um, whatever, screw him. Back to Cam. Uh, yeah, no, you know, in all in seriousness, like yes, Tom's had those injuries, right? And um, he's still he's still performing at a high level, but. Even though he's had those injuries, I personally would still take his weapons over Cam's. I mean, Cam Newton is working with Teddy Ginn, Corey Brown, uh, rookie and Devin Bunches. You know, Ted Ginn. That's not the first time on this show y'all act like Ted Ginn can't ball. Okay, give the man a little bit of respect. He's, he's not good though. Ball, like he's he holds on to it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if and when he catches the ball, that's, that's, that's the problem with him. I know. Man, he, I'm just, I'm, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he's not very reliable. Uh, he can get open. He just, nah. it's the whole hand thing when, yeah. when it touches his hand, yeah, it kind of explodes. But, um, yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, here's the thing. Again, Cam, you know, he he just has less lesser weapons. He's and he's still, you know, uh, manufacturing touchdown drives uh very easily. And I just could not imagine a scenario. I mean, really, for either team, where if that player's removed, um, that they are nearly successful. And I think Cam is certainly close the gap and is a slight, very slight favorite, just by the way he's been playing the past few weeks. All right, so we got three votes for Cam Newton, which I'm, I was surprised. Um, you know. I am too. Um, I, I'm surprised <laughs> that three votes for Cam, no votes for Brady. Um, so my vote, I'm going, I'm going in a different direction on this one. Um, I, I, you know, I, I gave a lot of thought to this. You know, Cam Newton. Tom Brady, even Adrian Peterson, uh, even though they lost, but even Adrian Peterson is getting some nods as an MVP candidate um, this year. And, and, you know, I gave a lot of thought to this. And, it, you know, it hit me who my MVP really would be. It's not, it's not, it's not Tom, Tom Brady. It, it's, not, it's not Cam Newton. It, it's not Adrian Peterson. My MVP would be Tony Romo. 
I knew you were going to say that. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's real simple. It's, I mean, MVP. I'm saying MVP. Who, who is more valuable to their team than Tony Romo? We just witnessed the Cowboys lose seven straight games. Seven with two quarterbacks, two veteran quarterbacks. And then Romo comes in, ain't played in two months, on the road, rusty, against a pretty decent defense now. Let's give Miami's defense some credit there. I know Cameron Wake's out, but that's not a bad defense. And time of possession, 39 minutes, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I get you, rough. But they got to win with Romo. After losing seven in a row, I mean, if that doesn't explain how valuable that man is, I—that's where my vote would go if I could vote for that reason. And I get it; he hasn't played the whole season. These guys played the whole season. See, it's not fair. You're being a homer. Blah, blah. I get all that, and yes, it is a homer pick. But it's reality of watching this team lose week after week after week after week, and then Romo comes in, and all of a sudden. The entire team. Devin Street makes a play. Who the hell is Devin Street? Gavin Escobar comes out of nowhere and makes catches. You know, Rolando McLean picks six. I mean, the whole team, the whole team picks up their game. He would be my MVP. Now, because I know you guys are going to sit there and say, okay, T, but he ain't played enough games. It wouldn't matter. He can't. Okay, I get it. So if I couldn't put, vote for Romo, I would go vote for Tom Brady. I would. I, I think I think the problem is Brady has done this so often, we get used to it, and we don't give him the credit he deserves for maintaining that high level of performance. We got a guy out in Denver who's a year older, one year older, and admittedly is looking not like himself. And Tom Brady at 38 is looking like, as good as any quarterback or better in the NFL after doing this for 15 years, after six Super Bowl appearances, four Super Bowl wins, and, and follow me on this, they just won the Super Bowl, and they're undefeated. I mean, that has never happened in modern-day sports, ever. There has never been a team that won a Super Bowl and then went 10-0 and the following year. That has never happened in the NFL, ever. So as impressive as Cam Newton's Panthers are, as impressive what, 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 what's, what's the what's the noise? What's the noise? Somebody's um, scraping a can or something. I don't know. What's the noise? I'm talking. Thank you for stopping. Whatever that noise was, thank you for stopping. As impressive as Cam Newton's winning streak is, 10 games this year, 14 regular season games going back to last year, Brady to come back this the following year and go ten and zero to this point after winning a Super Bowl is unprecedented. Unprecedented, never has happened. I'd have to give Brady my vote if I if my if my Romo vote wouldn't be taken seriously, then I'd have to give Brady my vote because what he is doing has never been done before, never. We we always talk about Super Bowl letdowns. There ain't no letdown. I mean, look at Seattle. Look at Seattle, right? You know, they ain't no letdown with these guys. 
steamrolling. So, all right, I have spoken. No doubt. Can't disagree with you. All right, I got to ask you all a question. Yeah. Let me go to K-Star. K-Star, did you see the game last night? I did. Um, what's going on with our refs, man? Help me understand, K-Star. Help me understand uh, where that whistle came from and that bad uh, call that, that robbed Amendola of what pro- looked like could have been a touchdown. Help me understand, K-Star, what's going on? You know what? I don't know, but I actually have a, a theory that's kind of laughable, but honestly, maybe it should be looked at, looked into. Um, is it possible? I'm just, I'm just throwing the idea out there. Is it possible that referee might have been like playing against Danny Amendola for a lot of money on FanDuel or something, or or or, or, or track teams? Like, is that possible? Because I, I have no other explanation. That's better than that that I can think of. There's no reason why that whistle should have been blown at all. Like zero, no, nothing. Like no, no possible. Like it was. I was so baffled. I was so baffled. Like I had no idea why or what. Like it was like it just made zero sense. Nothing made sense to me anymore. And it, you know, it's just that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that should be looked into. I'm not even kidding. Like there's. I have no other explanation. That is just crazy. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Legitimately, I don't think I've ever seen a whistle a blown inadvertently to that like just that egregiously. But you know, like I, I just haven't seen anything that bad. Like as far as a referee, like just blatantly affecting the whole what it could have been and probably was a scoring touchdown that would have went to the yard. Like that was insane. You know, you know, K Star. You you know, I gotta tell you, I've been watching football since I was a little boy. Okay. I've seen inadvertent whistles because because it looked visually like the player was down, but then he wasn't down, or you know I've seen that. I think we've all seen that. For yeah. something like that, yeah. where where Tom Brady was clearly a full yard or more inbounds, clearly inbounds, clearly um, Amendola didn't step out of bounds and was cutting upfield almost on a like a post pattern almost to run and. You know, I don't know if he would have scored, but he certainly had clear field. You know, it just would have been based on speed. Um, I have never seen an inadvertent whistle like that ever. I thought Brady ran out of bounds when I heard the when I heard the whistle, and my first reaction was, "Damn, they just lost a touchdown because Brady went." And, and but my brain, which I rely on because I have one, said to me, "Brady wouldn't run. Brady's not Dan Orlovsky from." Detroit, who's done that more than once, <laughs> the backup, the longtime backup in Detroit, former UConn Husky, who who has run out of bounds more than once trying to make a play. Brady's smarter than that. Brady wouldn't. Have, my brain said that, and then when they showed the replay, I said, okay, my brain was right. I I don't have that answer, but K-Star, you bring an interesting angle to this. I mean, could could uh, you know? And not just on this play alone. There's been some calls this year. Not just in the Cowboy games, but in many games where you scratch your head and you say, "Well, I'm sitting here at home. I can, I can see what I can see. They're right there, and they can't see the same thing." So I'm wondering if K-Star, if you're on to something. I don't know. I don't. Wait, let me let me turn to you know, as Train calls you, the voice of reason. I, I'm just thinking K-Star might have a point. I can't add anything else to it. I think K-Star is right on it, and um, I wish I could add more to it. I wish I could, I wish I could argue against it, but 
I really can't. I just wondered, are there other trains? Maybe you need to be the new voice of reason. Train, is there any? I mean, what what else could possibly have the ref making? I mean, that was as bad as you can get. It don't get worse than that. Well, um, I didn't see the play you guys talking about. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, you, got you, the work. you got a YouTube, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, got, you, got, you, you got to see it. But I will say bad. this. I will. I will say this. Um, you know, um, without even having seen that place, just seeing other plays where things happen right in front of the ref's face, and they don't call it. Just like the the catch that uh, that um, uh, Watkins made on on um, Buffalo's last drive. drive. I mean, literally. He catches the ball, and you see that there's a knee inbound. And the dude is right there. I mean, he's, like, from here to this door in front of me, which is only a few feet away. And he's like, no, he's out of bounds. And I'm looking like, oh. So the fact, so it's either, one, it is a possibility that what you say is true, and that's sad, which means if they find any connection, because you know they'll investigate stuff like this. Oh, People listen to our show. They'll investigate stuff wrong. like this. That means fan dude. That, that means those things. Those places will get shut down. They will. Yeah, I, hope, I really hope I'm If they don't find any tie to the game, they're going to get shut down. Secondly, I don't think, just like you constantly find these players for the stuff that they do on field that you don't want them to do on field, I'm sorry. It's the ref's job, job to coach a clean game. I don't care if you got to get your eyes checked every month. If you got to go through a physical every month, I don't even care if you got to take a test on the rules every month. You need to be penalized if you don't call the game right, especially when it's that late. It's Preach. really that simple. Preach. It really is that simple. Hit their pockets, and I guarantee you, they'll make sure they know they, they know their stuff when they're out on the field. They they are looked at during the course of the regular season. They're they're graded, and only the best of the best supposedly, and I put that in air quotes. Only the best of the best make it to the playoffs to be able to ref those games. But <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm allergic to that. Yeah, yeah. But um, the problem is playoffs, right? We we got we got we got teams trying to fight to get to the playoffs, right? So we can't make yeah. bad calls right. that affect teams' position. To get to those playoffs to begin with. Wow. So, my next step is. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a little bit of a different direction on this, and and hopefully y'all three can help me out with this one. But is it irony or coincidence or whatever you want to call it that when the refs had argued and 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 bollied and discussed they wanted a pay increase and they were bowing the strike and once they got their pay the before and after of that decision to give the refs their money it seems like the, the calls of, of the games have been even worse after they've gotten yeah. their money prior to before they argued to get it just like a, a, some of the players out there where they argue to get their money contract season and, and I put up big numbers I want my money I want my money now talk to me holler at the boy as soon as they get the money, they, they have the worst season they had since their Can you dig it? Season. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? 
seems to me the refs are no different than the players when it comes to wanting their money and then the fallout from it once they get their money. Listen, let me let me let me jump in on this one. <clears throat> this is what you call human nature. We forget that these are just men. These are people, okay? And human nature dictates. And people fight hard to get there and don't ever fight as hard to stay there. You know, and, and that's just human nature. Whether it's sports, whether it's personal, whether it's you know your individual lives, once you obtain it, generally the human nature is well. I have the brass ring now; I can chill. And superstars, the, the people that excel, the Michael Jordans of the world, they they don't they they just come right back and say, "I didn't do nothing. What was done was done. I'm, I need to do it again." You know that that last season, yeah, whatever. I'm coming back. And I'm going to do this again because I want to be the best. I, that, 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 that's what's missing, I think, with the rest. I think Jay and Kesa, I think you both have valid points. Jay's point is a valid one. Collective bargaining, they got huge pay increases, and the quality of the wrestling since then is terrible. And on top of it, the NFL has made the game very convoluted. You don't know what a catch is anymore. You don't know what a legal hit is anymore. I mean, the game... Now, to what it was 10 years ago, is completely different. And then on top of it, I'm going to tell you, K-Star, hear me now. Get all the money out of FanDuel and DraftKings you can. Get it all. I see your stuff on Facebook. You're doing well. You're competing. You know, I'm proud of you. Represent. Yes, sir. But that's going to come to an end at some point. It's not going to last. Trust me on this. So while it's still what it is, it's gonna become it's gonna become so watered down in the future. Trust me on this. It's gonna be it. how you see it today ain't gonna last. So get all that money while you can, bro. Because I don't know if the refs are influenced by this, but this thing has shot up. You know how y'all all know how long it's fantasy football to catch on. Fantasy football been around twenty years, okay? But it took a long time to catch on. And look how quick FanDuel and DraftKings like two years, bang, blew up. And now, yeah. blew up, and all that money's getting generated. As soon as the money's there, that's when it catches everybody's attention. And chase off with all the money out of it you can, because I'm gonna tell you, I would say by next week it's gonna be a complete, completely different. Mark my words. I hope you're. I hope you're wrong, but I fear. I hope you're wrong, but I fear that you are correct. Because, like, here's the thing. Like when I me speculating, like the, it creates, you know, it, it it creates like that that doubt. Like when you have something that like last night offered up, like there's really no other better explanation. Like and that and that creates that doubt of the integrity and compromises the integrity of the game a little bit because it makes you wonder, makes you wonder a little bit more. Like you know, how do we know these referees aren't playing? You know, because they have. The most influence, think about it, more so than they yeah. do under, like, controlling the game, they have more influence on anything on how a player does. They can easily throw a holding call. They can easily say P.I. They can easily extend a drive. Maybe it won't affect the outcome of the game. But it could have absolutely affect the outcome of, like, a FanDuel uh, outcome, like, and, and it could generate a lot of money for someone. So, I yeah, that – I never really thought of it like that. Um Hopefully, you know, I, I, I assume the NFL and, you know, they, they've done their due diligence and 
you know, combed their, their referees and everyone else and thought of these things already. But, you know, it, it's definitely, again, when you see something like last night, it, it just it makes you wonder. They get trained it does. It, it, you've got to see it. Yeah, train, you got to Google it, check it out, because it's unbelievable. Um, so What is it? What is it again? I'm sorry. This was the just, Amendola just, catch. Ricky to Amendola last night. Yeah, just look up on YouTube. I'm sure if you looked up inadvertent whistle Amendola, something with that combination, um, it'll come up like instantly. Okay. We are lucky that Patriots um, won that game, by the way. What was that? So I think we're all lucky the Patriots won that game because if they had lost that game, oh god. I think yeah, yeah that would have um, been. I mean, it's, it's already controversial. I think it would have been twenty times more, uh, worse. I agree. I I agree. I agree. All right. Um I do want to touch on um yeah, I, I made I made my little my little funny, although I, I was actually quite serious, but um I know we know Romo won't get any M V P votes or Pro Bowl votes. He ain't played long enough. But, you know, um you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask K Star as you know, the number one cowboy hater in the group. Um Romo's back, Eagles got destroyed. Redskins got destroyed. Giants were on a bye. Cowboys are two games back with uh six six to go. What do you what do you give the chances to the Cowboys to go on a run? Cam's coming to town. Got Aaron Rodgers down the road a bit too. You think the Cowboys got enough juice to make a run and, and capture the division? Uh I think they do have enough juice, and partially it's because they have enough juice relative to the division's juice, which isn't a whole lot. And, uh, you know, only two games back, and they still have games against all division opponents still, right? Like they got their second game still? No. No, Giants and Eagles, they played both twice. They have they have both their games against the uh, Redskins left. They're two and two in the division. Two games left against the Redskins. Okay. Well, even still, um, I think they can because I don't think the Giants, and I don't think certainly not the Eagles, have made enough of a case to suggest that they're going to win out or they're going to do anything besides possibly go 500 the rest of the way at best. And I think the Cowboys are the best team in the division with Romo. And, you know – I think they have to beat Carolina to get into that groove. And um, I think that can cause a ripple effect within that division. If they beat Carolina, it kind of puts, I think, everyone else within the division on notice. Um, and, yeah, so I really do think they actually have a legitimate chance. I really do. Train, I've got a, I've got a different question for you, Dr. Train. Yesterday, when the betting lines opened up, yesterday, the Cowboys out of Vegas, were a one, either a one or a one and a half point, one point, one point favorite yesterday. Now today it switched. Today Carolina's a one point favorite. But yesterday, the Cowboys were a one point favorite over the undefeated Carolina Panthers. Do you think that's legitimate, or do you think that that's just complete disrespect to Cam Newton and the undefeated Carolina Panthers? Man, man, with all due respect to the Cowboys, I, I think it's a, I think it's a sign of disrespect to Carolina. Cannot discount the way that team is played. 
and they've been in in, in, a, in a, almost every possible situation that you can in order to win a game. Up by a lot, down, fighting tooth and nail to the end of a, end of a, end of a game. You know, playing from pre-game to to, to post-game. They they've been in it all. You know, and they overcome every situation, and it's not easy to to go ten and zero because every team wants to play you harder every week to to be that team that beats you. So yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely disrespect to Carolina. I'm going to surprise you and agree with you. Um, you know, the Cowboys are three and seven. We can we can justify why, <laughs> but they are three and seven. You got a ten and zero team coming to town against a three and seven team, and you're going to open the line and say that the three and seven team is the favorite. I agree with you. That's come. It actually made me mad because don't give Carolina any more motivation. Bingo. Don't <laughs> give, don't piss them off. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I want. And they to just did. Yeah, they did. Well, they just did. Thank God today Carolina was a one-point favorite, so I feel better now. Rather than be a ten-point favorite. Yeah. Don't give them a – don't piss – especially that defense. Don't piss that defense off. You know, I mean, um, I, I was – I was – I'm so glad – I wanted them to beat Washington, but I'm so glad they whooped up on Washington because I didn't want them to come in angry. Angry that they didn't play well. Angry right. that they didn't take the Redskins out the way everybody thought they would. Right, exactly. Yep. So, all, right. all right. All right. All right. All right, let's do power ranking. Um, last few weeks we've done, like, you know, marathon shows. We're not doing a marathon show tonight, even though I'm enjoying myself. Got my bra here, you know, laying the smackies down. We're having a good time. Bristol, Connecticut, home of that other network, network that's a little bit bigger than the Madden Voice Network. It's just a little bit bigger. For now. Just, just a little bit. So Jay says, for now. Just a little bit. Only for now. You know, the worldwide leader or whatever they're called. They take, they take our stories, though. What's that? I said, yeah, they're bigger, but they take our stories, though. They, you know, I'm trying to – you need to paraphrase or put that in big, bold letters and, and have a plane fly across that. I, I got to tell you, it is, it is not coincidence that almost every week, a day or two after our show – there is something either on SportsCenter or on their webpage that we talked about in detail, in depth. And, you know, that week we had that debate about Ben being a top quarterback. And then the next day they had a story about that. The next day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I know for a fact, and you know what, if ESPN, if you're listening, um, this, this is to you guys if you're listening. Blow it out your ass. Okay. Um, you know, um, I know when we had Dwight Freeney on, I know they quoted our interview with Dwight Freeney. I know sure did. for a fact. Jerks. What's that? Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, just, I mean, I mean, I'm okay with it if you just if you just Show some love. Yeah, just say hey. You know, we, we, we were, you know, we, we saw this on a uh, podcast called The Madden Voice. And, um, you know, Dwight Freeney, blah, blah, blah. That's all. Just give us the respect that we that we deserve, you know. But but they didn't do it. But, eh, you know, okay. And our case started to see you. You like that? You like that? Oh, I like that. Just because we can. <laughs> Just because we can. All right. Yeah. Um, 
right, so we're going to do power rankings momentarily and then get into our game picks. Um, but before we do that, we're going to bring on our old friend, our good friend, our new friend. Um, and we actually are good on time. So let's bring in Bryce from Brooklyn. Bryce, welcome to the Madden Voice. Fellas, what's the good word, man? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Ditto, my man. Ditto. What up, Bryce? What's going on, Happy man? Y'all feeling good tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I man, I I'm feeling great. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is for you, Bryce. <laughs> How about this, Cowboy? Oh, here we go. Hey, hey, Bryce. I have to ask you this question because I didn't ask you weeks ago. How did you find? I mean, we're we're pleased to have you as a recurring call-in supporter of the Madden Voice. Um, but I always ask people that call in, how'd you hear about the show? Uh, just randomly. Uh, I was, I was home one night and was like, oh, let's see who's live on blog talk radio in the sports section. And then I came upon the show and was like, oh man, this sounds like fun. Let me call in, which led to these conversations real random. Okay. Okay. Lovely. 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 Okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you got for us tonight? Um, you know, just tonight, I'm sure K-Star's probably already talked about it, but you know, my Steelers got a nice game coming up, man, against Seattle. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, I don't, I never count Seattle out because they got so many gamers. Um, it's really going to be a great matchup on the perimeter between our receivers and their DBs. I think the key for us is going to be can we control the line of scrimmage and run the football. Um, I think we'll be able to, and and I like our chances going in there. I think we're going to have a really good game. All right, so here's what we'll do. We were actually going to do power rankings and then pick them. We're going to okay. do, let's do the Seattle-Pittsburgh pick them right now. Now, Bryce, obviously between you and K-Star, you guys are like, you know, ultimate fan number one and two. Y'all can, y'all can fight over who's one and two. I don't know you, Bryce, but my money goes on you on whooping up on K-Star. But anyway, um, oh, y'all geez. can fight that out. But anyway, um, <laughs> but. Um, don't, try to start, don't try to start a riff between the Steelers brothers. <laughs> no, no riff. I'm like, I want you guys. Now, that's a good game. It's in Seattle, 4 o'clock yeah. on Sunday. Okay? And we all know that Seattle isn't the Seattle from a year ago. We know that. You know, Lynch ain't going to play, right? We know, you know, Russell Wilson's been sacked more than any quarterback in the league the last I knew. Um, they're just not the same team. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. So, you've got me, Commissioner T. You've got JB. You've got Dr. Train. Okay? I want the two of you to convince us why you think Pittsburgh is going to beat Seattle. I'm going to turn the floor over to the both of you guys. Y'all can work out who says what. I don't know. Y'all choreograph it, whatever. But uh, y'all, y'all, I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to get y'all, hold on. I'm going to time this because we can't do this all night. Um, 10 o'clock. I'm going to get y'all three minutes uninterrupted time. That's all I'm giving you. That's all I get. That's, That's all I got. <laughs> K-Star, go ahead, man. You can go first. All right. Well, here's the reason. Um, as we saw a couple of weeks ago, the Seattle Seahawks, and you said it yourself, that defense isn't what it was. And we saw what Arizona did soon through the vertical passing game with Michael Floyd. Well, here comes Martavis Bryant, who is a definitely better player at this point's career than Michael Floyd is. Uh, he's much faster. He has better ball skills. And you, on the opposite side, you have Antonio Brown. And Richard Sherman has struggled against those quick receivers. We saw how Odo Beckham worked him last year. And I don't think that we're going to see Sherman actually shadow Antonio Brown because he can't cover him. On the flip side, uh, defensively, 
you said it yourself, the most sec quarterback in the league. Well, here's a defense that's been getting pre- putting pressure all year on the quarterback and the Steelers. And I don't see why that would discontinue on Sunday, especially against a team that won't be able to run the ball against us as we bring, I believe, in the top three in rush defense. Um, okay, I'll jump in. Um, just piggybacking off of what Kate Starr says, I think I think they run the ball well, and Rawls is a good running back, but if Marshawn Lynch is unable to play, that's going to hurt them. I think our front seven is going to be real, real salty and get after them because, like you said, that offensive line does not pass block very well. I think we got a nice tune-up. Of course, he's not Russell Wilson, but we got a nice tune-up going against a mobile guy like Johnny, and I think it just added to the discipline of stay in your lane. we got a bye week to, to kind of – to kind of prepare for them, and I think our front seven is going to be ready. And then offensively, I think giving Alejandro Villanueva the backup tackle, left tackle, another chance to to just prepare more. I think we'll be ready. I think we're going to be very physical and be able to run the football. So controlling the lines of scrimmage, I think, helps us get the win. Okay. Y'all, 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 had, y'all had a minute to spare. You did good. Okay. So let's go to Dr. Train. And, Dr. Train, you heard Bryce Kasar's appeal as to why the Steelers are going to beat Seattle in Seattle. Your thoughts, sir? Bruh, they had me at hello. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't expecting that. <laughs> No, nah, real talk, though, listen, man, um, after sitting down and watching Seattle play against some, some, tougher, some tougher teams this season, they don't, they don't have what they had years ago, and that's that, that ability to close those games out at the end against those tougher teams. Even though the Steelers are without Le'Veon Bell, this is one team I think they can beat without Le'Veon Bell. That's the team I think they can beat without Bell, but this is one I think they can beat. I'm sorry, Russell Wilson – He's going to hit the dirt probably at least a guaranteed three times he's getting sacked in that game. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you know, as far as the, 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 as far as the passing game, yeah, with, with, the, with the weight. Antonio Brown is a different receiver, man. He's not that big. One thing I know about Richard Sherman, when you have the taller-sized dudes that are around about six, uh, what's that, six, six, three to six, six, and uh, not, as, not as twitchy out of their turns, he can kind of hang with them a little bit. Can hang with the little dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown should 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 be nice, especially with the way where they move around. And Martavis Bryant should be able to stretch the field, even if he don't get a whole lot of targets. He's going to stretch the field almost every almost every single time. So, you know, quarterback to quarterback, Big Ben is no, he's not a poor horseman, but hey, he's a top five. So I, you know, I like Big Ben in this, and I don't know if I'll start him. Though. I'm just I'm just skeptical on starting. Him. <laughs> Go Steelers, man. Yeah, um real oh, I will say this. You guys seem a little bit down on Seattle and rightly so because of the numbers. I still look at them because of the gamers they have. It's gonna be a tough game. I mean gamers are gamers. Y'all know the deal. I mean guys when they can play Bruh, they, don't they got, can always they step don't up quickly out. It's over, dog. They gave them their money. <laughs> so man, it's just hard for me. Still got talent, man. It's hard for me to say it's over, over, man. Should have never gave him money. Just stop it. Oh man. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> it's 
the oh, it's hard for me um, to dismiss them. There's still a lot of talent on that team, man. Well, well, right. Being down on them doesn't mean I think they're out of it. I mean, I, you know, I think one thing we can all agree on, because, you know, Steelers have a defensive pedigree. The Bears certainly won a Super Bowl with a defensive pedigree, have done some things with defense in their career. We all know about the Cowboys and Doomsday and Doomsday 2. So we can all agree that if you have a solid defense, which is why this game Thursday works me, because I know Carolina got a real – defense ain't no dope. Ain't no dope. So, yeah. And that defense travels. Travels well. You know what I mean? And Luke, Luke Keekley is one of my favorite players in the league. real deal. He is no joke. He <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who people is no joke. Thomas Davis and all them boys, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, what's the Josh um, Norman, thank you. So, we all can respect defense. I think that we don't always agree. The four or five of us don't always agree. But we can agree with good defense, you got a chance. So, the Seahawks are always going to be in it because they got to But they are 5-5. Five and, five. and, you know, the Steelers got a real chance to go in there and steal the, the, the 12th man and the, you know, I, I remember watching, um, I'm sorry, New Orleans go through that. No one could go into New Orleans and go and win a game. And over the last two years, that mistake has gone away. I'm seeing that now happen in Seattle where all of a sudden tough place to play, but you can win. You can win in yep. Seattle. So I think y'all have a real chance here. I'm not just saying it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not sure who I'm going to pick just yet, but y'all have a real solid chance in this game because Seattle isn't the Seattle from the year ago. Um, and so, Bryce, yes, we're down on them because they're not the same team What's his name? Was it? Uh, Who's the guy? Maxwell, right? Is it Maxwell that went on the Phillies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's a legitimate chance the Steelers can win, and and I think Dr. Trent, you hit on it very well. It's not just about Antonio Jones, but it's also Marquise Bryant. You got Heath Miller as a, a, a option on the team route that we saw Wooden do in this, in this past game against the Dolphins. So, what is all that noise? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I have no idea. Super loud. What's up, train, bro? What's the know. background noise? Stop snacking on the chicken wings for whatever it is down. <laughs> Boys, the reason is on the mic. Anyway, <laughs> you have a lot of options on offense for the Steelers. I mean, you've got and, – and even though Le'Veon Bell is going down, I know Bryce, you and I, and everybody else, we talked about this in the last week when, when D'Angelo Williams gets in there. It's okay because he's a top ten back in the league. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, but the way he was running, playing. <laughs> hey, hey, when, when he starts, okay. Unfortunately, I'm starting three out of ten, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> he can run the ball and put pressure on that front seven of Seattle. Then you got Big Ben back there stretching the defense with Martavis Bryant going deep, Antonio Brown doing whatever route, run whatever pass route he wants to do. Keep in mind this. Richard Sherman is a very good cornerback, but he's also a cornerback that doesn't always take the number one receiver because of the type of defense they play. They don't always go man and say, Richard, you take the best player. They do a lot of zone. So let's keep that in mind also. 
you might see Antonio Brown wide open a lot more than you expect against the Seattle defense. So that's one thing to watch. Marquez Bryant putting pressure on that defense. There's a lot of weapons on offense that can put pressure on that secondary to open it up for for seam routes, for crossing routes, for draw plays right up the middle. So don't be surprised if the Steelers come out victorious in this one. Don't be surprised at all. And both teams need this victory to stay on the playoff race. So I would I would not be shocked at all if the Steelers get out of there with a victory. So I'm with y'all too. Well, yeah, I mean, I got us. I mean, look, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I definitely – I got us going in there and getting a win, um, but I know it's going to be very hard fought. I really think they're going to attack the backup left tackle, really try to come at him. So I'm hoping with the bye week that he's had two weeks to really get ready. And if we can be physical, I think the bugaboo against the Seattle defense that people have tried to attack him is they have tried to come right at him and kind of make them be physical and – that teams have had some success. I think we can do that, particularly with a runner like Williams. I think our offensive line is is a lot better than what it's been, and and they do come off the football and they're able to run it. And then their offensive line, like Star was saying, just I mean, if you can get a lead on them, which I think is very important, and make them have to throw it, really plays into what Keith Butler wants to do, which is blitz and get after the quarterback. Okay. All right. Okay, Bryce, you got anything else for us this week? Um, it's going to be a good, um, the Thanksgiving games, it's going to be real good Thanksgiving games. I'm looking forward to it. I think, I think those teams are really going to, really going to get after each other. We're going to see a nice slate of football on Thanksgiving. Hey, do you think the Cowboys have a chance? I know you're a hater, but I'm going to ask you an honest question. With Romo back in the lineup, (laughs) do the Cowboys have a chance to beat the Panthers? Um, yeah, a chance, yeah, but I don't think they will, to be quite honest with you, simply because simply because uh, one one player, I mean, it's a defense, but I think Josh Norman um, does enough against Dez to, to I don't want to say take him out the game, but can neutralize him. And then when you add in those 10 other pieces, it's going to be rough sledding for the Cowboys. I don't, know if, I don't know if I believe in McFadden and Turbin against that run defense. So I think I got to go with, and Cam does enough to get it done. I think I got to go with the Panthers. But there's a chance maybe if Romo gets hot and, 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 starts, and starts lighting it up. But it's going to be difficult. Would it surprise you to know that the betting line opened up with the Cowboys a one-point favorite yesterday? Well, I mean, it 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 doesn't surprise me because no, it doesn't surprise me because t- people like to you, you know like we talked about the 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 hype is always there, so people are always going to be vested in the Cowboys. So it doesn't surprise me, but I don't know if when I look at it technically between the lines if it's warranted. You, you say it's just the hype; it's not it's not the team. This year, I mean, at 3-7, and seven, I know you get Romo back, but when you look at Carolina, I mean, we've been talking for weeks about, you know, Cam, and we've all agreed on the talent and the defense and kind of how they've been finding ways to win. I'm just like, really, Carolina, dogs? I think it was five points. I mean, I know we don't like to say this word because of that guy on ESPN, but that's just disrespectful. Well, you <laughs> I mean, know what, I, though? I, honestly, no, we can say it because they, because he probably he probably listening to the show right now. So I take the notes. I have something to talk about tomorrow. But you know what? I will agree with you on that. Honestly, I will agree. Doctor Train said it earlier before you came on the show. I agree that for the Cowboys to come out as a favorite yesterday Oof. on a team that's undefeated and you're three and seven is just <laughs> I mean, I'm but, like, wow. No, I will agree with that. But 
Romo does make that big of a difference. That I, I, I see, you know, right. you lose seven straight, Romo comes back, you win. And you win relatively convincingly. I mean, that game could have been right. a lot worse. If, if Romo hadn't been rusty, I think that game gets worse than that, okay? So I see why, because this is the team we've been wanting to see for two months, and now they're, now they're finally together. So the record in this situation, and with no – I love Bill Parcells. In my opinion, he's the best coach of all time, in my, in my opinion. In my um, never-to-be-humble opinion, he is the best NFL coach of all time. Uh, first, only coach to take four separate teams to the playoffs. That's huge to me. I, you know, Bill Belichick came from the Parcells coaching tree, and he says you are what your record is. I think this is the exception. I think this team right now is not a 3-7 and team. They're better than the three and seven. So on that level, I agree with you. Um, Cam and and the Panthers at ten and zero should should not be disrespected at the level that they're playing at. Beating Seattle, whoever they beat, there's another good team, a couple of good teams. Maybe. I know they beat Seattle. Uh, look it up, Jack. But you know they they they, <laughs> they, they beat everybody. You know, well, I, Bryce. I don't think you know. Hey, Bryce. You know what, man? I think the Madden boys is improving your overall. Analytical skills of the NFL. Oh, oh stop. Here we go. <laughs> you know, Commiss just, just can't help himself. He, he got to throw them little jabs in. He got to do it. No, that's not a jab. That's a compliment because I see your viewpoint. You're being more logical. You're being more analytical. You're making sense. Always like, bad. I got no disagreement with you right now. I'm, I'm, even I'm, when first you of said, all. Even, even when you took that, you took a shot at the Cowboys and said that that's disrespectful to the Panthers. But you know what? You're right, though. Like I agree with you because oh, <laughs> right ten and zero versus three and seven it is disrespectful. So I'm saying I think we're helping you. Well, first and foremost, let let me say I I love I I love coming on the show. Let's not get as you like to always get on me. Let's not be lovey dovey. <laughs> I I like the show, but I I always try to bring the analytics and think about what I'm saying, whether you agree or not. So, but but no, it's it's look 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 look, look as I've said before. I don't, you know, we we go by the eye test, and that team has that team has talent. And and look, I'm not gonna say Romo can't play; he can play. I just don't view him as as like a top five quarterback. But when I look at the Panthers this year, and Romo's just getting back in, and Dez, you know, is is working his way back, and he's still Dez, you know. But McFadden and Turbin, just I think they, you know they're, they're NFL players, but against that run defense. Uh, I don't know. That's going to be tough yeah, well, sledding. And, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding. Oh, it's not going to be easy. But remember, I mean, if our offensive line is on their game, that's, that's a pretty – that's a pretty – I mean, if there's any offensive line that can make that happen, even to Seattle, that, that would be the Cowboys' offensive line. Yeah. Just saying. We have the talent to do it. And now Romo's back orchestrating yeah. – Let's see what happens. I mean, Miami's front four ain't nothing to joke about. And no, McFadden and Turbin had a pretty good time against those, them. So, let's see. And a good offense and a good offensive line always helps the defense. Yeah. Is it okay if I ask my – I want to ask my Steeler brother a question just to hear what he's – just to hear what he thinks if that's okay real quick. What up? Go ahead. Yo, so so he just – so Kamis just made a point about – um, the Cowboys being three and seven, but not being a, really a three and seventeen, obviously because of circumstances and injuries. Do you think Pittsburgh's a six and fourteen K star? Oh, do you no. feel they should be? No. So, 
Dude, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, no, we are much better than six and fourteen. The fact that we are six and four with all the injuries we've we've endured says a lot about the the quality of of players on the team. Um, you know, we've we've had a quarter and a half all season of having Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant. That's all they played together this season. A quarter and a half. So, you know, um, obviously we're focused on this season, but. I, listen, I think we are in, in great shape uh, next year and, and hopefully beyond that, just based off the talent this team has, because there's a lot of youth uh, on our team. Cool. Hey, you know what, though? You know what, gentlemen? Let me let me let me let me jump in this conversation and say this, and then and then we got to move on and get our power rankings and uh, our picks in. But I don't I don't have a problem with that because I mean Bell is out for the season, so you know it's kind of like. You know, we don't have Skandrick on our defense. We don't have Dunbar. You know, these guys are out. So I'm not looking at us with guys that are out. But, you know, Ben missed a couple of games. You know what I mean? And and so I, I, I picked you guys to win the division. Third string quarterback. Third string quarterback, right. So I picked you guys to win the division. I don't have a problem with the, with the statement that you're actually a better team than, um, than six, and, six and four. Um the only issue with, with that in your division is you didn't beat, you didn't beat Cincinnati. So that's why it's, I, I don't have a problem with that statement, but that was your chance to really show it, and you fell short against Cincinnati. That's what you call a statement game. Right. You know what I mean? So where in our division, we've, we, we've beaten the Giants, who are number one. We've beaten the Eagles, who are ahead of us. We haven't played the Redskins yet, so we'll get there when we get there. So I feel a little bit better saying, hey, you know, Romo came out and beat the Giants in week one and beat the Eagles in week two before he got hurt, you know. So you guys weren't able to beat Cincinnati. So that's why your, your argument is just a little bit weaker. But you have an argument because you're a different team, too, when Ben is there. So I, I, I'm feeling that. And I would agree with that. I, I think that's a valid argument. I think you have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger behind center. I think that's a team that can do some damage in that division. And I believe I also picked them to win the division as well as Commission T. So I see where you're coming from, and, and I can't I can't disagree with that. I, I think six and four is not their true record. I think they're better than that. And uh, with with Rosberg getting healthy, we'll see how they do down the stretch. I agree. I agree. All right. Hey Bryce, we're gonna move on. Thank you as always. We appreciate the support. And hey, man, I don't know your uh, living situation and all that, but whatever you're doing for Thanksgiving, bro, enjoy, man. Get your grub on, get your eat on, enjoy football, enjoy family. That's what we talk about. Definitely gonna do that. And the same to all three, you know, all three of you, all four of you. I think there's someone extra on the phone. Um, yeah, always great calling and talking sports with y'all. And enjoy your holidays and be safe. Dude, I'm not an extra. I'm a regular. The hell. Oh, I thought there was no, no. I thought there was one more person. You said it was JB, right? I haven't met JB yet. Hey, 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 what you man, you better get your hands on. Look at him. Start counting better than this. JB is my brother. JB is the guy. He's that's my brother, and he's actually he lives in Atlanta, but he's actually here in Connecticut with me. He's actually sitting next to me because he's here for the holiday. Okay, because it's K Star, Train, Commission, JB, right? That's right. That's right. There you go. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I met JB before, but yeah, good stuff, man. I'm enjoy your holidays right, and right. and have fun with each other. Man, because I was about to Absolutely, come out there, brother. Happy Thanksgiving, again. 
Y'all are funny, man. All right, take care, fellas. All right, bro. See, you know, it's fun posting live with JB next to me because now I can see the facial expression. And y'all didn't see the look he had on his face when, when see, Train, you thought he was talking about you, but he was really talking about JB. He's talking about, mm. oh, there's a fourth on the phone. JB looked look like, what? All right. That's right. We're respectful, young man. All right. Hey, let's do power rankings. And and don't worry, guys. I don't have the Cowboys in the power rankings. Okay. Not tonight. Not tonight. That is, uh, probably not at all. So, all right. I'm going to go first. Because I can, okay. Sure. Um, and I haven't gone first yet, so I'm gonna go first. So power ranking. So um, w- really, was easy for me because in my top five, only one team lost, which was the Bengals, and they put up a good fight, even even in defeat. Um, heck of a game, by the way. If y'all saw sure the was. Bengals and the Cardinals, I mean that's just what football is all about. Heck sure of a game. Um, so Bengals at five. I've got the Broncos at four, and I really struggled with this because. I think the Broncos with Peyton are a better team. I, I get it, K-Star, 17 interceptions, 9 or 10 touchdowns. I get it. He's on his way down. But you know what? You know, 20 years, 18 years, how long he's been playing, that experience, you know, going up against Tom Brady, his arch rival, I, I, I just – I would feel better with Brady, with uh, Manning at the helm than Brock. But that said, Brock came in and got a win, so I'm going to put the Broncos at number four. Um, Cardinals, I'm giving them their respect. I don't believe in them. But their record is what it is. They beat a good Bengals team in a very good game. So I got them at number three. I got the Panthers still at number two. Um, and I've got the Patriots is still number one. So that's my top five. Um, let's go with JB. Calm down to me, bro. Ironically, and this is not because we're sitting next to each other or the fact that I'm in Connecticut to this day, but I have the exact same five. That's this funny. Is, this is not by uh, no, it's not. conspiracy. This is just how we decide to go about it. I, too, have the Bengals at number five, Broncos at four. I think that Osweiler played great, but I don't put them ahead of the Cardinals, so I put the Cardinals at number three. And, of course, you have your undefeated team, but I think uh, the Panthers would be number two and the Patriots, the way they've been playing. And, obviously, with Tom Brady, even though I wouldn't put him at MVP just yet, but you look at what they've done from top to bottom, I put the Patriots in number one. So it is by irony, not a conspiracy. Okay. Uh, let's go with K-Star. All right. At number five, I have the Broncos. <clears throat> at number four, I have Cincinnati. At number three, got Arizona. Like I had him over the Bengals last week, and we saw how that played out. Humble brag right there. Uh, number two, the Panthers. And number one, the Patriots. Okay. Dr. Train. I'm sorry, man. What's Green Bay record? Green Bay record. 
face, seven and three. Yeah, both them and Minnesota are both seven and three. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. So mine is pretty much the same as case ours. Broncos at five, uh, Bengals at four, Cardinals three, Panthers and Patriots. All right. So let me um, let's see. Uh, um, Cardinals. All right. So I'm, I'm doing this. Tiebreakers is you if 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 we have a tie vote, whatever place you were in the previous week, you maintain it. You can't lose it due to a tie. So because of that, then the, our rankings will mirror K Stars and Trains rankings. With the Broncos at five, the Bengals at four, the Cardinals at three, the Panthers at two, and the Patriots at one. And that is the official rankings of the Madden Voice. All right. All right, let's move on to some game picks. I want it to be a game pick by 1030. It's 1025. Dr. Train, did I not tell you I had a plan? You did, brother. I appreciate it. No problem, brother. No problem. All right, let's go. Game pick. And, uh, yeah, I did the K-Star because I didn't have internet. I had my internet down last week, so I didn't make my picks. And then when I realized that I was with my brother and I was able to get my last two games picked Sunday, but I missed the other – Ten games. Ow. The other two picks, yeah. You want them, right? I don't remember. Oh, damn. But I picked them. So, I did a quick <laughs> time last week. So, I'm picking now live, not memorized. That you know what it feels like, right. brother? You know what that feels like? It feels like... Yeah, just, I do. Like took, you took a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's kind of like you just took a shower, and you got out, and, and then you realize you got to poop. And then it's like... It's, it's like... You want, to, you, you want to take a shower again after all that. And you're just going to do it all over again. It sucks. I mean, it's just a dirty family. Stop it. Stop it. All right. 
Carolina at the Cowboys. I'm going to turn the floor over to my brother, the voice of reason, J to the B, and he's going to talk you guys into, especially you, K-Star, especially you, because I just want to say this, and I'm going to turn it over to David. But I know this is the game that I have to come home and record because I've been dogging Cam Newton for a number of years. And I know K-Star, you're licking your chops. You're sitting over there and you're saying, Commissioner T, don't give K-Star, I mean, don't give Cam the credit. Don't give him the love. Now Cam is coming to AT&T Stadium. He's going to earn his love. I know that's what you're thinking. I get it. I know. I, I deserve this. They're 10-0 oh, yeah. coming to town. I deserve this. You're right. But JB right now is going to convince you as to why even UK star should pick the Cowboys. And JB is going to now turn it over to the CEO and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. Now, I am Jerry Jones, the owner and CEO of the Dallas Cowboys, and I do believe with the fact that we have Tony Romo back on the center, uh, that the Cowboys will reign victorious today. Uh, I do believe also that our defense will step up. I paid Greg Hardy millions of dollars to be a dynamic pass rusher in this league, and I do believe that the Cowboys will be victorious today. <laughs> well, you know, that was a pretty good impression of Jerry Jones. I got to give him credit on that one. <laughs> I got to give him credit. That was pretty good. Oh, man. That was, that was pretty good. That was actually pretty good, especially especially the way you said Cowboys, Cowboys. You know, I, that was that was pretty good. Um, let me just add this though. Let me just add this. I know you're both probably going to pick the Panthers. I, I'm already expecting K-Star and Dr. Train to pick the Panthers, and um, it's okay, Train, because you guys have the Packers next in in Green Bay, so I get to get you back. But let me just remind you of this: Cam Newton has won 14 consecutive regular season games. I get it. Playing on another level. I get it. But let me remind you that Tony Romo has won seven straight regular season games as a starter. <laughs> let me remind you that Darren McFadden, dare I say, did his best DeMarco Murray impression last week with Tony Romo behind the helm. Let me remind you that the ball was spread around. Romo got a I – mean, I'm sorry. Um, Des Bryant got a touchdown. Terrence Williams got a touchdown. Um, Escobar made plays. Devin Street made a play. We already know what Cole Beasley um, can do. It's just a different team behind Romo. Don't let the record fool you. This team is not quite back to where they were last year. I'm not going to go that far. Not yet. But it's heading back. And and this was a good game. Got played against a good defense. And now you're going to play against a little bit of a better defense. It was a good game for Romo to come back and get his feet wet. And if you watched, which I know none of y'all did except maybe JB, Romo's post-game interview, he said, yeah, it took me a little time, you know, decision-making, it took some time, and as I continued to play, I felt comfortable. If this was Sunday, I don't even know that I would have picked Dallas two days ago to beat Carolina with Romo's first game back. I, I honestly can't say that I would have done it. But Romo's got a game under his belt. He's more comfortable. The team is looking good. Sean Lee is back. Rolando McLean is playing better. Hardy, DeMar- Demarcus Lawrence, Gregory, them boys are going to try to go at 
at Cam Newton. I ain't saying Cam Newton ain't the real deal. Cam Newton is the real deal. We got a good defensive line. We got some good linebackers. Our secondary is a little suspect. But they don't have huge playmakers in the secondary. They got Greg Olson. Hopefully we can stick Byron Jones on Greg Olson. Go look at Gronkowski and the Patriots and look at the job that Byron Jones did on Gronkowski and the Patriots, okay? So hopefully he can do that on on uh, Greg Olson. And then what do you got, Ted Ginn? I mean, y'all disrespecting Ted Ginn. Devin Funches. Devin Funches. First career start made this past week. I'm just saying I think as good as this team is, we match up really well with them. So don't let the record fool you guys and give you full gold and make you think there's no way Dallas has no chance. Dallas is more than a chance. And they're home. And they're home. Okay? I'm telling y'all now. And and lastly, this ain't Tom Brady. This ain't Peyton Manning. These guys are used to being 7-0, and 8-0, 9-0, 10-0. They are used to that pressure of being undefeated. Day in and day out. Cam Newton? He ain't used to it. He's saying all the right things in the interviews. He did. I get it. But he's not used to it. He's never faced this pressure. Coming into AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving, nationally televised game, where every football fan in the world is watching this game. And a hungry Cowboys team. And a hungry Cowboys team that needs this game. They don't need this game. Carolina don't need this game. Dallas needs this game to stay in the playoff hunt. I'm trying to tell you. Pick the Cowboys. All right. Um, Dr. Train. Uh, Pence. That was a nice story, though. Good for bedtime. You know what, Dr. Train? Don't make me get on my, don't, don't make me get on my private jet and drive and fly out there. Uh, Tony. You guys can point the finger at him. You you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. That's all I'm trying to say. That's my quarterback, man. Be nice to me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Trent. That's cool. I've been waiting for you to come visit me, so if that's what it takes, by all means. <laughs> Alright. K Star. Come on, K Star. Come on. Um I'm gonna tell you something. <clears throat> when you're watching this game, please do me a favor and either have that dinner before uh the turkey especially before eating or after, not during, because you're going to choke on, on what you're eating. Because Cam Newton is coming through that TV and coming for you. All right? He's coming to Dallas to wreck y'all, and specifically you, because you've been, you've been bad-mouthing Cam for far too long. And I wish, I wish Cam Newton would listen to tonight's show and, you know, and, and just listen to that, that beautiful sob story you just told and, you know, you know what the Dallas can and, you know, whatever the field of dreams was that I just heard. He's coming to shatter it. He's about to be the Grim Reaper. He's about to come take that turkey and, you know, take it sideways, shine it up for you real good until you do something with it. And, uh, yeah, so so Superman's coming. And, uh, 
you know, you're about to be the lowest lane, and you're about to get saved. Okay, let me just say this. I respect you guys' opinions. If the Cowboys win this game, I'm coming on. I'm doing a special edition of the Madden Voice on Friday. Me and JB going to go on the air on Friday, and I'm rubbing it in your face. Okay? Friday noon, there will be a special edition of the Madden Voice for one reason only. I'm going to rub it in both your faces. Okay? I don't, I don't understand the purpose, man. I mean, <laughs> if you win, that's good. I mean, if you yeah, lose, it's not good. It yeah, but not only, wait, what wait, is wait, that a, what is that a rub? This, for me, that's I'm, nothing I'm to rub. I don't, have a, I don't have a bone in this fight. So even if you do no, a no, show no. Friday, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay. Because there's, there's to nothing. Explain to you. Let uh-huh. me explain to you. Why I'm going to rub it in it? You didn't just pick the Panthers train. You said that was a nice bedtime story. That's what you said. Okay. Uh, you didn't just I say did, you the information. But I'm gonna go ahead with the Panthers. You said um, that was a nice bedtime story. You said that was a nice bedtime story. K Star said two <laughs> So y'all both disrespected my story. You didn't just pick the team. You actually had to disrespect my story on top of it. That's okay though. That's okay. That's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Because on on Friday, I'm coming on the air. Train, you got to work Friday? No, I'm going to be in uh, Chicago. Okay, that, that's okay. I'm not asking you to tune in. You can catch the archive. I just want to know if you had to work. Because if you didn't have to work, that means you can catch it sooner. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. So, so, so. And you know what? I might do the show either way because you know why? Because I can. I might, even if we lose, I might come on and, and own up and come on the air Friday noon and say, hey, I was wrong. Because in my opinion, if Dallas loses, it's over. It's over. You go to eight losses, it's over. In my opinion, it's over. So, Dr. Train. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Bears at the Packers. Who you got, Dr. Train, and why? I want to take my bass for one reason, one reason only. We got to win to stay in. It's pretty much as simple as that. I saw we did the Green Bay the first game of the year, how well how we played against them. And um, considering that we got some guys coming back, our son Jeffrey's Matt Forte, we be getting a little healthier. We got a really good chance to go into Green Bay and make a statement. So I have no reason to not pick my team. But I think we got a really good chance to just be in Green Bay. Okay, K Star, what do you think? Definitely think there's a chance, but I just don't see it happening at Green Bay. Um, I think Lacey gets back on track, and I think that, you know, it's a. 24-20 type game, but Green Bay just pulls it off because they have the home factor element, and um, Jay Cutler, for whatever reason, has an issue with uh, beating Green Bay Packers. I don't see that changing. All right. JB? You know, every time I pick the Bears, they end up losing. So... I'm going with the Packers, but I'm also going with a little bit more validity to it. I think that 
being at home is going to be a significant boost for them. I also think that coming off of a victory against the Vikings on the road is not only going to boost the confidence of the Packers themselves, but it's also going to boost the confidence of the fans at Lambeau Field. And when you have the fans behind you at home, you tend to play a little bit above what you're capable of playing. So I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Okay. Um, at the train, I'm not – this isn't a revenge pick at all. Um, I just can't see you guys going in and beating the Packers. They had a nice win against the Vikings. Um, had they lost against the Vikings, I would, most, I would most certainly pick the Bears. But I can't see them going into Green Bay and winning this game um, right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He's better than Cutler. And, um, you know, I, I, you're my brother from another mother. And I, to be honest with you, I mean, I'd like to see a team go in there and, and, and whoop up on them, be, friend, be honest with you. Um, soften them At up. least I know you're rooting for us. <laughs> no, I'm rooting for you. It, it, it's legit because no, no James Jones, no Eddie Lacy, that Minnesota game is a different story. Right. And James Jones been on the back of a milk carton. Right. Eddie Lacy, well, shoot, he's on the have, have you seen me billboard. So anything's possible. We've got yeah. something and, for and James like, Jones this time around. I think for Chicago, right. it'll come down to how well we can play, how well we slow down the run, and and make and make Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying, beat us for 60 minutes. But we got something for James Jones this time around. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And you know, on a separate note, something you said just made me think of this. We going up against your boy Peanut Tillman tomorrow. Oh man! I just remember. Hey. Just watch. Just don't let him punch the ball out. He still does that. <laughs> oh, I know he does. He still does. Oh, I got a lot of respect for Tillman, man. I got a lot of respect for him. Yep. So, you know, I, I don't take him lightly. Dude, he's, you know, he's on the on the downside of his career, but he can ball. Yeah. He can ball. Hey, if he can suit up, be wary of him. I'd take him in Dallas right now. He can ball. So, all right. All right, Miami at the Jets. JB, who you got? Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. Divisional game. Miami coming off of a tough loss. Uh, but Jets are at home. They got Fitzpatrick. They're, they're a game above the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Jets in this one. I think they have enough firepower. Being at home with Fitzpatrick, with Ivory, with Brandon Marshall, the quarter's one out. All right. For the record, I'm with you. I got the Jets. Um, so, I got the Jets at home. Uh, oh, you know what? I got to go backwards here. Uh, in the Cowboy game, 74% for the Panthers. NFL.com, 74%. Uh, the Bears game, holy cow, 94% for the Packers. Wow. That ain't training you on the one. Somebody about, to, <laughs> somebody about to get paid, dude. <laughs> the train, train, train called all his family. Over for the Packers. Over for the Bears. Okay, please. Well, that's all right. All right. Jay and I both have the Jets. Dr. Train, who you got? Uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. K-Star? Yeah, I like the Jets as well. I think their uh, run game gets back on track and, as their def- and their defenses as well here at home. Okay. Jets unanimous. Chargers at the Jaguars. K-Star, we'll start with you. Who you got? Definitely the Jaguars. Been down on the Chargers all year, and they're just depleted depleted at the receiver position. 
bad offensive line and uh Jaguars um up a little bit up and coming and I think they got some confidence going into this game at home. I like Jacksonville. Okay. Dr. Train. I think I'm gonna take charges. Not time for them to win one. That's almost a homer pick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm with Dr. Train. I'm going with the Chargers. JB. You know, I, I want to go with the Chargers, and every time I think they're going to come out of this funk, they end up digging themselves deeper in it. Jaguars are up and coming. I definitely agree with that statement. I think they have the weapons to take, overtake the Chargers in this one. It, it, don't be surprised if it seems this game as a shootout. Um, there's a lot of offensive weaponry on both sides between um, the receiving core that the Jaguars are showing. Blake Bortles playing well in the center. Uh, but I think the Jags have enough to pull it out, so I'm going to take the Jags in this one. Okay. Um, by the way, the Jets, 78% over the Dolphins, and the Jaguars, 72% over the Chargers, even though we split. All right. Um Bills five and five at the Chiefs five and five. Let's start with Dr. Train on this one. Who you got? Ooh, this is actually going to be a good game. I kind of picked this one. I'm, i man. The Bills missed a missed a great opportunity, and um, right now this pick may change. Right now I'm, a, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. This is this, this is really a, a, a just really a pick 'em. It's really you know. One of the other. I can see the strengths of both teams right now, like the Chiefs. Okay. K-Star, who you got? Yeah, I like the Chiefs as well. At Arrowhead, their defense is playing better. Okay. JB? Yeah, my gut says Chiefs, but unfortunately something says that the Bills are going to circle the wagon, as the old saying goes. Um, they played the Patriots tough. Chiefs are on a roll, but as we know, the NFL roll comes to an end. I think this might do it. I'm going to go with the Bills. I agree. I think there, you know, it, it, there's no moral victories in the NFL, but the fact that they battled the 10-0 team, 9-0, 10-0 now, 11-0, whatever the hell they are, 10-0, um, battled them down to the wire like that. I think Ryan is in a seasoned, experienced enough coach to galvanize them and give them some momentum. Go into a very tough-to-play Arrowhead Stadium. I don't discount that. Uh, that's one of the tougher places to play in, in the NFL. Sure. Um, but I really think what I saw, and who's that guy, number 50? Woo, um, was he balling. Woo, that's all I'm screaming. Um, so, you know, uh, I, 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 I like the Bills. It's going to be a good game, though, Train. You're right. It's going to be a good game. Yes. All right. Um, NFL.com, 62% Chiefs over the Bills. All right, next game, Raiders at the Titans. Um, is it safe to assume that we would go unanimous Raiders on this one, even though it's on the road? Yeah, I'm not taking yes, the Titans ever again for the rest of the season for those circumstances. Hey, sir? Unanimous? Yeah, definitely unanimous. The yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, NFL.com agrees, 84% for the Raiders, which is a lot, 54 in a away game. All right, Bucks. 
Yeah, especially for the Raiders. Hey, Chuck, that's for you. My my good friend Chuck is a Raiders fan. Um, all right. Buccaneers at the Colts. Five and five at five and five. Um, any word on Andrew Lux? Um K Star is Luck yeah, out Sunday? Yeah, he's out on Sunday. But you know, you know what's funny? Winston threw for five touchdowns, two hundred and forty seven, forty six yards. Yep. Cam Newton throws five touchdowns, two hundred and forty six yards. Ironic. Yeah. And Cam Hey Newton's man, I love Winston. Cam Newton's five touchdowns, twenty seven yards. It is the shortest five touchdown performance in the history of the NFL. And most by uh, a rookie also. Oh, for Winston? No, I was talking about Cam. Now you're talking about Winston. Okay. All right. So, anyway, question is, do you believe in Winston? Let's start Let's start with uh, K-Star on this one. Who do you got? Oh, you know I believe in Winston. I was talking about him a couple weeks ago and how I thought he looked pretty good despite the numbers not really being there. So, he did when he got Vincent Jackson back uh, to Philadelphia. And I think he keeps it going. Maybe not five touchdowns or anything, but I think they uh, get enough points. To outpace the Colts, so I like Tampa to get it, uh, keep the win streak going. Okay, Trey. Man, Tampa playing well doesn't bode well for Chicago, but um, at the same time, I'm still a Lovey, a Lovey Smith fan. I had the coach picked on this one, but um, I think I just like the, I think I like the momentum that Tampa, that Tampa Bay has, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Atlanta and how they let that one slip away. But uh, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay on this. Doug Martin, 235 yards. He actually had 240 and then got a five-yard loss on his last carry. 235 yards rushing is insane. Uh, JB. Yeah. Speaking of Doug Martin, I got him on my fantasy league. Cha-ching. Anyway, uh, all signs would point to Tampa Bay winning this one, but they've been so up and down and, and, and inconsistent. Winston has played well, has not turned the ball over, and that's what you need from the quarterback position to limit the mistakes. I agree with that. However, you've got Hasselbeck playing very well on the center, even in, in spite of the fact that he's a substitute for Luck. The offense seems to be smoother. They seem to be getting things done. So I'm going with the Colts on this one, especially when they're playing in the RCA Dome. Seem to be a better team overall when they play at home. Ditto, Colts. Jay said why. 60% on NFL.com. Have the Colts. Saints, four and six at Houston, five and five. I will start. My heart says, even though Houston is on the upswing, I can't go against Drew Brees. Bye week. Coming off a of bye week. They're going to look sharp. I think they're going to make a run down the stretch. Four and six. I don't know where it's going to go, but I think they're going to get pulled together and make a run. Um. And even though J.J. Watt is a phenom, he's a one-man show. I got the Saints. And uh, if you got Brandon Cooks on your fantasy team, you're about to to be real happy this week. All right, I got the Saints. Um, Hey, this guy guy has Brandon Cooks, so that's what's up. All right. Train, who you got? Man. Another one that might flip flop, man. These are these some these are tough games to to pick. Cause I just just don't. When when a coach get when when a coordinator gets fired, you don't know what they expect from the team. Cause uh, easily if Rob Ryan was there, I would just go Houston just all the way. Rob Ryan's defense is just horrible. But now you might see a different defense, and since they was on the bye, I don't know what that defense looks like. But uh, but right now, 
for right now because uh, that division is is is, is kind of wide open. I'm a I'm a go with uh, Texas. You know that's that's a, a good pick. Uh, the Saints have a fire. Uh, um, Rob Ryan. One would say that it's got to be an upgrade, based upon the fact that the Saints given up thirty plus points in the last three games. Uh, at the same token, the Texans seem to really have found a combination of defense, offense, not turning the ball over, having consistent play, and not to mention, can anyone stop DeAndre Hopkins? Oh my God. We all talk about J.J. Watt, and that man is an absolute phenom, a generational-type player. However, when you look at DeAndre Hopkins and what he's done throughout the course of this year with with Mallet on the center, with Hoyer on the center, we're not talking about the likes of Brady. We're not talking about the likes of Manny. We're not talking about the likes of We're not talking about the likes of Breeze. We're not talking about these caliber quarterbacks. We're talking about folks that basically are backup quarterbacks, and he is – leading in the league in probably every statistical category you can think of, at least every major one you can think of. So with that being said, I'm actually going to go with the Texans this one. I think they're hot. I think they're on a roll. I think they found the right combination to get the job done. Saints are going to put up a fight, no question about it, but I'm going to go with Texans on this one. No, Hopkins is the real deal. He made he made Revis look old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Revis is still a top he, quarterback he, in this he, league. He's still the dude. And Revis made, is still the dude. And he made Revis look old. He so, gave him the, the, the okie donk. Man, of them. I, Revis, I had never seen Revis look so confused. Right. Where did he go, George? Where did he go, George? Where did he go? All right. <laughs> um, NFL.com has a Texas 58%. All right. Vikings 7 and 3. I, I picked pick Houston as well. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't ask you, K Star. My, my yeah, he, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got you got me as well. Okay, got you. Sorry. Well, let's start the next one off with you, then, brother. K Star, Miami seven and three at Atlanta six and four. Who you got, K Star? Uh, I like uh, yeah, yeah, Minnesota. I like I like the Vikings to come back after the loss they had last week. Um, yeah, I like Adrian Peterson a big game. Said it a few weeks ago, uh, earlier in the season, we've seen the Matt Ryan, the Julio Jones experience, and while it's adorable, it doesn't last forever. And uh, Adrian Peterson, yeah, that lasts forever, at least for the last, you know, decade, it seems. So I definitely like the Vikings. All right. So you got Atlanta. Uh, I'm sorry, you got Minnesota. All right. Dr. Train. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's not in my best interest for either of these teams to win. But uh, if I had to choose a team to lose, then I would definitely choose the Vikings. But I like Atlanta anyway. They got to get it right at some point, man. The team, the team started out hot, and they need to find a way to fix it. I, I, I think they finished this game, other than what they've done in previous games. Okay. Oh, they're still hot. They're just, they're just hot garbage now. Ooh. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, K-Star, boy, I don't know what you were sipping on or what you ate, but you've been on a roll today, boy. <laughs> <laughs> My man. I don't know. <laughs> they're hot garbage. Oh, they're hot, all right. They're hot garbage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sour, 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 you're
you know, being being that I'm living in Atlanta, I should go with the Falcons, but they've been disappointing me lately, and I really can't understand why they're faltering. I really can't put a grip on why they're uh, losing four out of five. They, they start off so hot. Everything was coming together. Now they lost four out of five, and now they come across a Vikings team that can play well on and, and on the road and at home. you got Adrian Peterson. You've got Bridgewater. You've got Stephon Diggs. Yeah, you laid a goose egg against Green Bay, but Green Bay aren't the Falcons, and the Falcons have been struggling of late. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. Okay. Falcons are home. That's the only reason I'm going to pick them. I think they rebound, and um, they're, going to, they're going to get a win. Uh, NFL.com, 62% Vikings. Giants, 5-5 five and five at the Redskins, 4-6. and six. I'm going to just assume, because I know everybody on this picking. Is anybody picking the Redskins to win this game? The Redskins? Okay. Don't forget. I just did that. Percentage. I just did it. You weren't listening. I wasn't. I said 62%. You did. I did. I heard you now. Now you heard me. Okay. <laughs> uh, 77% with the Giants was shocking because it should be more like 98%. The Giants. Um. And, and, and frankly, who do I? Who do we need to win in Dallas? We actually need the Redskins to win. Yeah, we need the Redskins to win. I'm right. picking the Giants. I'm rooting for the Redskins. Exactly. All right. Um, Rams at the Bengals. Um, is anybody going with the Rams against the Bengals? Mm. Okay. Crickets. All right. Ninety-two percent on NFL.com. Bengals eight and two hosting the Rams. Pretty easy game. Next game, just as easy. Cardinals on the road against the 49ers. 94% on NFL.com have the Cardinals. Is anybody stupid? Or, I mean, does anybody want to pick the 49ers in this game? Moving right along. All right, we've got three games left to go. K-Star, uh, your Steelers at Seattle. We already know you picked the Steelers. You and Bryce gave us an eloquent um, reasoning to pick the Steelers. Dr. Train, Steelers at the Seahawks. I told you they had me a hello, bro. That was oh, that's right. right there. That's right. You did say that. That was actually pretty good, too. Jay missed that one, but that was actually pretty good. Yeah. That's a Jerry Maguire quote. Yeah. You had me a hello. <laughs> no, I was, yeah. yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying. You yeah. get K-Star love. You got to give Dr. Train some love on that one. Well, Dr. Train, give some love. All right. All right, JD. <laughs> Make your official pick now. <laughs> you know what? Y'all had me a hello and goodbye. I'm going to go with the Steelers also. I think that um, there's enough firepower on offense and just enough strength on defense to hold off the Seahawks rally. I'm going with the Steelers. All right. So everybody's picking the Steelers. So obviously I'm, I'm going to make it unanimous. And hell no, I'm picking the Seahawks. This is a bold. I'm picking the Seahawks. I ain't picking the damn Steelers. K-Star be disrespecting Tony Romo, be disrespecting my Cowboys. Agnine picking the Steelers. I'm picking the Seahawks. It's going to be a good game. But I'm still picking the Seahawks at home. Son of a bitch. That is that is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's what you get. Messing with boy, you. Boy, I'm saying, K-Star tonight, you my dude, boy. Tonight, you my dude. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the commissioner, see. I'm picking the Seahawks. And NFL.com, 54% had the Seahawks over the Steelers. Uh, I hope this game's on TV because I'm going to be sitting right up there with my with my cool, refreshing drink watching this game. 
I could I could almost say that K Star would do a good cam. I'm not gonna say it. Nah, hell no. He can't do it. He said it. <laughs> Just because you snip a fence line don't mean you caught it. I watched it. <laughs> it wasn't good. He yeah. bowed. It wasn't good. All right. The game of the week, as far as I'm concerned, the Patriots 10-0 and at the Broncos 8-2. and I'm going to go first on this one. Sure. I'm going to go first. Um, and I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Despite what K-Star says, if Peyton Manning was playing – I would pick the Broncos at home because Peyton knows how to play against Brady. And I know, I know, don't don't take what I'm saying literally. Offenses don't play against each other, but quarterbacks know who's on the other side of the field, and it matters. And Peyton gets up to play Brady. He he brings his best. He doesn't always beat him, but he brings his best against Brady. And Peyton's best, even with even injured, is going to be better than Brock. So I would pick Denver. If Peyton was playing, Brock ain't got no idea what he's walking into right now. He ain't got no clue, okay? And, and Brady is sitting hearing people talk about, well, you, you didn't look that good against Buffalo, and you got hit 20 times. And so trust me, that man is an assassin. He is coming out on a mission. I'm going with the Patriots, and I, and I think because I don't believe in Brock just yet, I think it's going to be like two touchdowns. I think it's going to get ugly. I'm going with the Patriots. Um, but JB, since you're sitting right here, who you got? You know what? I, I agree with with your statement to a certain extent. Offense doesn't play against offense. I agree with that. But offense knows what's on the other side, what's on the sidelines, and offense knows to keep that ball off the off the playing field. So with that being said, I'm going with the Patriots because they know how to get the job done. They know what's at stake, and even though they are on the roll at miles high. They know how to win. I'm going with the Patriots. Okay. K-Star, who you got? I am going with New England as well. Uh, they're just too experienced. Uh, you know, I think that while Brock, even if he plays well, I just don't think it will eventually – I really just don't think it will matter um, just because, you know, the, the experience New England has in general. And just they're in a roll, man, like – they should have lost a couple of games. If they were to lose, it would have happened already to New York. And I just don't see it being a stage where New England loses. Okay. Dr. Train. Definitely not picking the Brosswaller led Denver team against the Patriots. But <laughs> I totally, um, totally in, in, in the same, uh, same sentiment as the T. If Peyton was playing, I'd be picking Denver for this game. All right. Unanimous Patriots and NFL.com, 72% Patriots. Last game, Baltimore, 3-7 and seven at Cleveland. This is a very interesting game. Flacco's out for the year, Forsett's out for the year. Manziel was the starter until his video comes out of nowhere and makes him third string. So, I, I, I mean, I bet ESPN, Monday Night Football, they should have saying, really? 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 Can we get Pittsburgh and Seattle to be our Monday night game? Can we relax out of this one? Can we? Because that's like no one cares. There's you know no superstars playing. It's just a horrible game. Um. So I'll that said, work. I'm gonna pick. What's that? I'll be at work. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I'm gonna pick Cleveland because they're home, and Flacco's not playing. So 
I'm going to pick Cleveland because they're home. K-Star, your division, who you got? Uh, Yeah, I'm also going to go Cleveland, but this is a brutal, brutal, ugly, ugly game in so many different ways. And I'll probably watch it because, well, I guess I'm a theme for the NFL football, but, yeah, it's going to be ugly. Okay. That's the train. You'll be working, but who are you going to pick? <laughs> Dude, I'm definitely going with the Browns. First of all, they tried to take our young quarterback off our practice squad because Tressman was here when they drafted David Fells. So they couldn't get David Fells. We released Jimmy Clausen. What did they go do? Pick up Jimmy Clausen. Did you not see the one game where he was a starter? That brother couldn't even throw the ball. But you want him as your backup. A water boy to play better. Clearly, uh, the Ravens are in a complete disarray without uh, without Flacco, Smith, and Forsett. Yeah, yeah, they'll be at the top of the draft. Brown. All right, JB. No Flacco, no Forsett, no victory. You got Manziel being benched in favor of McCown, who has played well. Has played well. Has definitely played well. It's not played. like you're talking about going from a uh, perennial Pro Bowler to a, a no name. So I'm going to take the Browns in this one, even though probably about four people are going to watch it. Yeah, pretty much. 57% go to the Browns. Um, um, all right. That's it for our pickups. Um, good job, fellas. All right, before we get out of here, last item. Thanksgiving is two days away. I think it's only appropriate that we all say something that we are thankful for. So I'm going to start with Dr. Train for Thanksgiving. Dr. Train, say something to the Madden Voice audience that you're thankful for. Wow. There is a ton that I am thankful for. Um, but to uh, keep it within context of, of just this show, I'm, I'm going to truly say I'm, I'm, I, I am thankful to know four, to know three people, almost included Bryce right there. Ooh, that was close. Three people. <laughs> that I've never laid eyes on before, but I can literally sit up and talk football with y'all all day. <laughs> it is a ton of fun. And there are some days that I really don't feel like doing the show. I cannot lie. But once I get on here, it's just like, wow. You know, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's, it gives me that, you know, that opportunity to express all of my opinions during the week and, and to listen to some and just have just, just be able to laugh, have, laugh and have a good time. So uh just thankful for friends that I've never met before, but they're still friends. All right, that's lovely, man. Appreciate that, Dr. Trent. Yes, sir. All right, man, Mr. K Star, who's been a multiple time host on the Madden Voice. Something that you're thankful for. Uh you know, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I'm thankful for uh, my daughter, which a little cheesy, I get it, but it's her first Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's her first Thanksgiving, and um, yeah, it, it's awesome, man, because, I mean, even today, I was just looking at my photos as a kid, and it really is crazy. When I look at her, you know, I look at some of those photos of me when I was a kid, and it's like looking at the mirror, man, and um just proud of her, seeing her grow up, about to be one years old, and I'm, I'm thankful to uh, celebrate her first Thanksgiving because a year ago I was waiting for her to come, and here she is. So, Wow. I like that. Okay. <laughs> hey. hey, man. And you know what, K-Star? 
You've been a, you're a different person. I knew you before you had a kid. I knew you before you were with Amanda. Okay, I'm one of those guys that knew you before all of that. And yeah, you're a different person, man. So I, I feel you on that. I feel you. And I, I'm saying that in a good way. You weren't a bad person before, but you're a different person now. Man. So I, I feel you. I definitely feel you. Uh, Appreciate JB. it. Yeah, no, 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 man. Nothing but, nothing but love, man. JB, sitting next to me in the studios of the Madden Voice. Yeah, I got a lot to be thankful for. Um, I, I echo the same sentiments as, as Dr. Trang, uh verbatim. Uh, to be able to get on here and talk football, even though you don't really feel like it. But once you get on there, once you dial in, all your troubles are set aside and you really feel like you're at home. And I definitely echo those same sentiments uh, that, that Dr. Train has said. K-Star, I feel you. Uh, that's part of my reasoning for being thankful. I'm thankful for my, my little girl, watching her grow up, watching her prosper, and, and knowing that she loves Daddy with all her heart. And, and as your little girl grows up, you'll feel the same sentiments, and, and it'll, make you, it'll make you feel like you've accomplished something, and it'll make you feel like you're a better person for it. Uh, I'm also thankful for our mother. Strong woman. Strong, strong woman. Uh, I give her all the credit in the world. I give her all the love in the world. And and, and I also give our dad all the love in the world because even though he's here with us in spirit, he's still here with us. And he will always be here with us. I give credit to the friends that we have and um, the people that have made us who we are today. And I just give thanks for being able to see the next day because not everybody's promised the next day. So you take everything one day at a time and appreciate everything that you have and be thankful for it. So uh, God bless everybody and and have a very safe, a very happy Thanksgiving. All right. Um, and in closing, I would just say this. Um, um, yeah. Um, you know, as, as, as probably elder statesman of the group, being a father – you know, I my kids are a little older than you guys, you, both of your kids. And even at my kids' age, when they call me daddy, it just melts me. Sure. You know, when, when, sure. when my daughters yell out, daddy, it melts me still to this sure. day. No doubt. I got a 19-year-old and a 15-year-old, and it melts me. Um, so I, I'm thankful for my family, all my family. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for, you know, my kids. I'm thankful for, for my mom, of course. I know she's listening. And, and, and she should know. She already knows this, but it's okay for us to tell her that we are, we are just thankful for her. Yep. And, um, you know, yeah, and, and without her, there's no us. You know, when, when people compliment me, and I'm sure Jay feels the same way, and they talk about I'm this, I'm that, I, I say I'm nothing because my parents made me what I am. So it ain't me, it's them. I'm a reflection of them. Yep. So I give them all, all, the, all the credit and all the respect. I'm thankful for my friends and family. And I'm definitely thankful for my co-host on the show. And I agree with you, Trent. That, hey, I have been many nights. I'm like, oh, man, I do another doggone show, you know. And I'll be like, I got to just sit home. You know, like, I, I, you know, and I got to do all the prep. I got to do all that, you know. And I'll be like, but once we get on this show, oh, man, this is like. And, and, and Train, you'll remember years ago, Train and I used to have conversations on the phone. And I would say to Train, Train, you can come on a mad voice and do this. And we have the same amount of fun that we have now, maybe even more because there's more of us. More. We have on the phone. I remember the phone, Train and I would be talking about 
everything football related, you know. So I'm very thankful for my, for, for, for my co-host. But, you know, listen, the bottom line is this. Let's just be thankful. People, I think, take, take a lot of things for granted. And I think people look at life like it just goes on in perpetuity. And it's going to end at some point for all of us. So we're here. We're happy. And if we're not, we should be trying to be happy. Let's be thankful for what we got. And that's really what Thanksgiving is all about. You know, it's a day off and a couple days off for a lot of people. But let's really, really, really be thankful for our friends, our family, our loved ones, and all of the good things that are going on. No matter, no matter who you are, there's something good going on in your life. Take a minute to be thankful for it. So for Dr. Train, for JB, for K-Star, I want to thank everybody for coming on the Madden Voice and listening tonight. And you will see me back live Friday talking about how bad the Cowboys whooped up on them Panthers. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> everybody. And remember, all feuds are settled on the field tonight. Yeah.